All right. It is that time to get into the game balls, lane balls first, or final, I should say. Um, football week. I, mean, I said the final football week, and we got it coming up. I mean, are we going to do it next week for the Pro Bowl? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe that we might could. be funny. Might be kind of funny. Actually, you know what we are doing? It's a homework assignment. Uh, we're going to have to make ourselves watch the Pro Bowl now, dang it, <laughs> uh, next weekend. So, yes, we will do it for Game Bowl Samples. All right, so a couple more weekends of this, of the football variety, uh, to get to. But certainly a lot a lot to dive into. Also, uh, if you haven't done it yet, you can always go to the X and deal with our poll question of the day brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering, which is uh, who had the worst championship Sunday? Lamar Jackson, Dan Campbell, others, and you got to fill them in below. John Harbaugh is in the list right now. 48.5% of you saying Lamar Jackson, 41.8% saying Dan Campbell uh, as well. Okay, so have it those, but let's get to some game balls. I'm going to get this started here, and I'm going to go with the the guy who really, you know, has kind of been overlooked with all the, the hoopla and the hollering about how bad Lamar Jackson was and, oh, Zay Flowers, you know, fumbled on the one. But it was this guy's defense that kept making them, you know, make all these bad decisions – and creating turnovers, and that is Steve Spagnuolo, who is a wicked defensive coordinator this time of year. Also did it without the guy who was supposed to spy Lamar yesterday, Willie Gay, who was scratched late uh, due to neck spasm. So give me Steve Spagnuolo with the old game ball. It's almost like he was uh, doing it to the uh, unbeaten Patriots all over again. Yeah, I actually zeroed in a little bit on on the Chiefs defense. I went with George Karloftis. I know he only had four tackles, but he had that big sack. He had a big tackle for loss there as well. It just seemed like even if he wasn't making the play, he was always in the way. He was always creating some misdirection there. I thought he had a monster game. And, of course, Chris Jones had a good game too. But it seemed like George Karloftis was the one that really stepped up. So I kind of zeroed in on that for my no, first he game was, ball. He was excellent. He's had a very good season. You know, Again, Justin Reed was great on the backside as well. Who as he always is, I mean they just they they have again figured out over and over this year ways to take away slow down some of the best offense they were again the second ranked scoring defense in the NFL behind the Ravens who were first but it wasn't that big of a disparity but difference between the two of them and they just keep it moving along and you know if, I mean if guys are out or injured I mean Chris Jones left this game what once or twice a couple right? times yeah yeah with uh, nagging injuries but they have two weeks to get healthy so. I'm with you. I give uh, I give them a lot of props. All right, the other game ball from this game I will give to. And look, this guy's got everything going for him, right? I mean, he's on every other commercial. I know some of you are sick of him. Uh, he's got a girlfriend that some people may have heard of that sits up in the box. Uh, and his and his brother at least wasn't running around naked yesterday, um, or his mom for that matter. But, I mean, Travis Kelsey was awesome yesterday. He caught everything. I mean, lit- literally caught everything. 11 targets, 11 catches, over 100 yards, a touchdown. Wasn't that long ago that, that some were speculating that he was done because uh, he had a stretch of games where he really was not was not the guy anymore and not the focal point. But here they are, the Chiefs, going to another Super Bowl since the trade of Tyreek Hill, by the way, um, which was not supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to be able to happen, and yet here they are. So Travis Kelsey came to play yesterday, set the tone early, made every big catch they asked him to. So I'm, I'm giving mine to uh, Travis Kelsey, the game ball from that game. You know, as good as this guy is, I don't feel like we ever give him any game ball. So I'm going to give him one for this for one specific reason. That's Andy Reid. This is a guy who detests 
running the football and yet handed it to Isaiah Pacheco yeah. 24 times. There were 32 runs total for the Chiefs, and the Ravens had 16. If you'd have told me that one team was going to run the ball double as much as the other team, yeah. I'd, have t- I'd have said that was the Ravens all day. But no, no, no. Andy Reid went against himself. Found out you can be flexible, by the way. You can be flexible as a coach and do something you're not comfortable doing. And Andy Reid did just that. And I got to give the big guy a game ball for that. Big Red, no, he's he's great, and again, you know, he's not he's not even going to be the most talked about coach in this in this uh, Super Bowl. Nope. I mean, you would you would think that he's never won one before, and you know, and like the stuff that Shanahan's done with the with the 49ers has been tremendous, and he's had to do it with a lot of quarterback changes. But let's not forget when Andy Reid was with the Eagles, all the years that they'd be in the playoffs, you know, McNabb would get hurt, and he'd plug like a Detmer or a Feely or whoever. I mean. Yeah, uh, he he was always able to. His offense has always functioned with backup quarterbacks too. So this isn't like it hasn't been done before. And I know it's not nearly as sexy to talk about the Andy Reid coaching tree, but that's a whole thing too. And by the way, he just knocked out two of his uh, two of his kids off his tree. I mean that's 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 when you know you're cold blooded. The guys in your tree, <laughs> that's right, freaking knocking them out of the way on the way in. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Andy Reid, badass. All right, uh, from the 49ers game, I mean, look, he's the MVP of their team, I, I believe. And yesterday, he, he kind of proved that out again. Christian McCaffrey yesterday with not just 90 yards rushing and a couple TD runs, but, you know, another, uh, what, 40 on the forty in, in the receiving game as well, 130 total yards for McCaffrey. Really was huge as always yesterday. Makes life easier for Purdy. Uh, then you then you throw in Debo in the mix. I mean, it, they, they've got a lot of things going for them. But, I mean, this team, usually the running back position, we devalue it and, you know, you're not supposed to believe in it. 49ers did the absolute opposite, right? They they spent big to get McCaffrey. Not only are they picking up his big contract from Carolina after some injury-riddled seasons, but they also gave up draft capital to get him here. And there has never been a running back more made for this offense than Christian McCaffrey has been made for the San Francisco offense. And, been awesome all year long, and good to see him running strong and healthy uh, late in the season. And they, uh, the Chiefs better get ready for a plan to stop him. Yeah, no doubt. And you you mentioned Debo Samuel, and that was my guy. That was the guy I wanted to give the game ball to because we didn't even know if he was going to play right. all week, that question mark. And yet he gets eight catches for 89 yards, and he looked exactly like the hammer that he always is. He, he did not hold back at all. So I don't know what they did with Debo Samuel later in the week to be, make him be able to be 100%. But he certainly looked like it, and I wasn't sure he was going to be. I mean, he just played like the aggressive monster that he is, and boy, did they need him for that. So big-time game ball stepping up for Debo Samuel. Yeah, and look, Debo and uh, Christian McCaffrey had to be good yesterday because in, in Iuka, who always makes big plays, but, I mean, we didn't hear much of George Kittle at all yesterday. No, we that didn't. That was fascinating. Now, again, after further review, was that because they had him helping on Hutchinson, which they did at times, or was it that the Lions, who, again, don't have a great defense, as we discussed throughout the show and throughout the season, or was it more so because the Lions – uh, you know, kind of took him out of the game a little bit and decided that that was the thing they could take away and tried to take away, but obviously not good enough uh, for them. All right, 757-687-9494. Got a lot of texts coming in. We'll get to uh, some Ballyhoo's calls as well. All right, I'll give you one more from this game uh, from the uh, 49ers standpoint, and, and Debo was on my short list as well, but uh, how, how about the quarterback? I mean, again, another guy, yeah. Brock Purdy. Yeah, he did throw the one pick, but overall, really solid game. And the fact that he, again, extended plays, made more plays with his legs yesterday than, than Lamar Jackson did in his game, which is just bonkers. But Purdy, you know, the 267 in the air and the TD pass, 
uh, gave his playmakers a chance. And, of course, running around, buying time uh, and creating plays there. So I'll give Brock Purdy, who doesn't often get a lot of shine, um, but I also don't think he's Joe Montana. Sorry. No, of course he's not. I'll give a little credit to the, the Niner defense. I'll go Fred Warner because, I mean, again, led the team in tackles with 13. He had a tackle for loss in the game as well. And, and now, granted, a lot of offense by the Lions. They put up a lot of points as well. But without a guy like that, it just shows you how critical it is to have a good tackling linebacker in the playoffs, especially this deep in the playoffs. And he's been doing it all year. So I had to give Fred Warner a little props as well. All right, there you go. That's the game balls. We'll get to the lame balls coming up on the other side. 757-687-9494-94-757-687-9494. Have at it uh, via the Ballyhoo's phone line or the text line. Scott Jackson Show, Pride Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. Oh, yeah, we're getting some lame balls out at 757-687-9494. We'll get through all yours here coming up as well. We had the text line and also the uh, Ballyhoo's phone line. We also have Billy Currington and Keith Miller with special guest Larry Fleet to give away for Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion. Uh, coming up later this hour, that show is on May 3rd, so keep that in mind. You know, Make sure your schedule's clear. All right, so do you want me to uh, get this thing rolling or what? Yeah, go right ahead. How about this? Let's start with uh, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, who we've been crushing all day, or I've been crushing all day, which is one Todd Munkin. He has had a great year coming over from Georgia um, to be their offense coordinator. Been very high on his work, but for whatever reason yesterday, man, just kind of forgot, you know, forgot what brung him there. Uh, Dance is the one that brought you there, and they didn't do that, and it was bad, 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 bad. It hurts. It hurt. Didn't call enough runs. I mean, there was not enough Gus Edwards involved. Uh, it was it was just too drop back, panicky oriented for a team that was again only down by two scores. You know, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a four touchdown deficit for goodness sakes. And uh, yeah, Todd Munkin, smart guy, had a bad day. Yeah, I know that he's the only receiver on the Ravens that did anything but Zay Flowers. I mean, come on, dude. You you picked the—I know you're a rookie, I get it, so you're—you know, there's some maturing to be done there, but you picked the worst time of the year to to be an idiot— Basically is what happened. That, that, that taunting penalty, which was a legit flag, by the way. I know Ravens fans, some of them might not think so, but that that's a legit call. Yeah, that was just spin the ball. That, you was, can't a, somebody that was a killer. And then oh. the the fumble, the whole, you know, are we are we never gonna learn to maybe not extend there? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Do they not have one of the better goal line backs in the NFL on this team in Gus Edwards? And you feel like you need to stretch the ball out because so you can get the score you got. You can't play selfish football like that, man. So, yeah, he he had a good game statistics-wise, but also one of the reasons why maybe they didn't win this game, too. So, Zay Flowers, game ball. Uh, lame ball, excuse me. Yeah, lame ball for Zay Flowers. I'll give you another lame ball from the Ravens. And, and look, this guy you know, on the field was fine, Justin Tucker. But uh, <laughs> So, this whole little pregame brouhaha oh, yeah, with Pat go. Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey where he's, like, warming up in the Chiefs' end of the field. And I like I was like whatever you know he's the home kicker he probably feels like he can be there and I thought it was whatever that that Kelsey hit the ball away from him but what I wasn't okay with was apparently after the game somebody asked him about it and Justin Tucker says as far as he's he's concerned he thinks he's going to let it go 
Like he's doing them a favor. <laughs> I think like, that was your boy Jerry Coleman that asked him that. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was co- perfect. Of course, it was Coleman. This, this, the the muck, the muckraker. Uh, so he says it's all right. You know, he's gonna, as far as he's concerned, I guess I'm just gonna, you know, what do you say? What he's gonna let on? Or what, what? he said he was gonna let it go. He's That's gonna let exactly it go. Well, said, thank yeah. God. I'm sure Travis Kelsey was very frightened to think about. Oh my God, the next time the Ravens, what might Justin Tucker do to me? <laughs> I mean, dude, you're like the greatest kicker of your generation. But let's uh, not get full of crap here. You're still just a damn kicker for God's sakes i mean what give me a break I, I, i'm just gonna let it go well gee thanks justin i mean go go focus on the offseason whatever it is you do anyway well that was weird so anyway justin tucker lame ball come on dude yeah easy buddy. you'll let was... it go Ooh, i'm sure tra- i'm sure travis kelsey's gonna feel better now. he's probably really sweating it out i can't wait to hear that episode of their podcast yeah, when no they talk because you know travis oh, absolutely. To say about that by the way I, and one other thing i'm not giving him a lame ball but i might after the super bowl Especially if they win and he does the whole thing, can you dig it or whatever he does? You fight for your right to the party. Why does Travis Kelsey change his voice into this fake like wrestling voice or whatever it is he's doing? Like he talks normal all the time. Then he start like he gets into like this character after these big wins, and he's like, I was like WWE promoter guy. I, I don't even know how to explain it. But am I the only one who hears this? How, how he changes it up suddenly, trying to trying to sound different? Like what is that? Maybe he's working on his character. Who knows? Who knows? Right. Yeah, you're right. It is weird, though. It's I weird, right? I agree. So my lame ball is is kind of all-encompassing. It's basically whoever was supposed to t- cover Travis Kelsey. And no, it wasn't Kyle Hamilton the entire game, because if they had Kyle Hamilton on Travis Kelsey the whole time, I don't think he would have had this kind of a day. But for some reason, yeah. they decided to switch it up a little bit and not have Kyle Hamilton shadow Travis Kelsey, and it bit them in the first half. I mean, hard bit them in the first half. And, and you know, they made a little bit of adjustments. It wasn't as bad in the second half. But, man, he torched them in this game and and maybe they felt like Kyle Hamilton was more important somewhere else I know that in blitzing as well and that kind of had varying success but my goodness you you cannot let one of the best players especially best receivers on your team kill you the entire game and that's exactly what Travis Kelsey did so whoever's supposed to cover him lame ball whoever you are all right good stuff um all right I'm gonna move on to these the AFC NFC game I mean, Josh Reynolds, I mean, you know, again, the, the two drops, the big one on the fourth down and another one on a third down that would have been a big chunk play. Uh, I know it's popular to go after the head coach, Dan Campbell, today because he's too damn aggressive and takes the kicker out of the game, all the stuff we all dreamed of. The football we all dreamed of, now we're getting it and we hate it because it didn't work. But, again, plays are fine. They've been great at it all year long. This is why they're in the position they were. But didn't work yesterday, and yes, there were more than just Josh Reynolds that didn't execute, but he's the main culprit, so I got Josh Reynolds' lane ball. Don't worry, I'll cover it for you, because I Thank had you. every receiver not named St. Brown or Laporta for the Lions on my lane ball list. I Not a lot of targets there either. I mean, Jameson no. Williams, he had the touchdown. He only had three targets. Josh Reynolds had four targets and probably shouldn't have. They didn't really get the ball to the backs of the backfield either. It's just that nobody, nobody seemed to have a competent day catching balls if it wasn't Sam Laporta or Amon Ross St. Brown. And maybe that is something that, that the Lions need to look at going forward. But, I mean, Reynolds certainly had a ton of great games in the regular season. Just today was not their day at all. So, yeah, lame ball. Lions receivers across the board. All right, I got I got a final lane ball that's completely away from football, but it's just the thing that we talked about a few weeks ago, and it drives me crazy. Everybody's going to stop placating these idiots. Lane ball BYU administrators for making Thank those you. kids take off their horns down message on their shirts that they had at the basketball game right next to Texas bench. That was brilliant. 
That's what you call home court advantage, people. There's nothing wrong with it. Horns down is not an illegal phrase. Can we all get over it? It's not like, I mean, seriously, this is insanity. Why are we treating this so differently than all the other burns, stupid burns we have in sports? It's not profane. It's not sexist. It's, you know, I mean, come on. What is your problem, people? These guys, by the way, Texas, you're not built for the SEC. Run back to the Big 12 right now and see if they'll take you because you can't deal the SEC. Because I, I hope the SEC doesn't fall for this crap. I mean, you already find people for, for charging the court and all that stuff and get $100,000, but you better not put this in your bylaws. It better not be in the SEC bylaws. You can't say horns down. Just because these guys are soft doesn't mean they should you know, be protected from it. But th- this is incredible. BYU, very disappointed in their administration. Horns down, here to stay. I'm saying horns down to that. Lane ball. I hope it happens everywhere they go. Yeah, ha- oh, everywhere will. they it's go for the rest everywhere. of the season. I'm just going to start yelling it at people in the streets now when I see them with Texas hat- hats on. And just wait for know. somebody's head to whip around and see if they're offended, <laughs> which they will be. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, I had to give one to Aiden Hutchinson because I've given him plenty of game balls over the, over the course of the year for how great he's been. But where are you at, dude? Yeah. Because you didn't show up in this game, and I realized maybe the 49ers game plan for that. But when you're, when you're a game wrecker and you're just one of those guys like we thought you were one of those guys, you find ways to make plays in a game like this, and you didn't. So, I mean, I realize it's his first chance to do this in a championship game. Not a great first impression as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson, sorry, sorry, buddy. Lame ball for you. All right, got some lame balls in the text line. You can do it on the Ballyhoo's phone line as well, 757-687-9494. Brian in Hampton, this is a good one. C.J. Gardner-Johnson waves goodbye to the fans at halftime only to lose the game. Yes, that was so dumb. And again, I was like... Very impressed with the Detroit showing. I mean, it was it kind of reminded me of the first week of the season when they took over Kansas City, and, and I made the Cicadas comment about them. And I feel like they've they've shown up everywhere this season. But yeah, I mean, there was dude got way caught up in the moment, man. It was awful, right? Absolutely awful. That is that was the worst of the worst of all of them. Um, let's see, let's get to some others here. Steve in Williamsburg has sent me uh, game ball the NFL because the Super Bowl tickets skyrocketed overnight once we knew Taylor Swift to be there. Is yeah. that right? Oh my God. Yeah. Is that nuts? That's the power of Taylor Swift. Twenty five K. Um now those are like lower bowl seats. Lower bowl seats. Though, right? seats. Okay, these are twenty eight K. Well Steve's a high roller apparently. Steve's only looking at lower bowl. Steve, what can I get in the cheap seats? Probably anything under yeah, like Yeah, I'm going to need a nosebleed Wild. section pick there. Yeah, I mean, they're they're laughing all the way to the bank. By the way, Fox had amazing ratings just for television because Fox doesn't tell you to stream, right? Like, Fox is the one, like, NFL channel. They're not, like, begging you to go on their yeah, stream they and care pay less. for it. They yeah. don't give a crap if you stream. They don't. Yeah, I love that about them. Like, watch it on television, damn it. And here's what it is. It's the best numbers ever. Eat it. Uh, game ball, Andy Reid, one heck of a game plan, sliced up some Ravens, lame ball Ravens, did not finish from the Bolts fan. You know what, I'm curious, and I have, uh, I rewatched more of the NFC than I did the AFC today, but I'm curious to see, I kind of felt like Andy Reid played very, for him, and, and we, you talked about this earlier, very conservative, and I think he purposely, like, took the air out of the ball because he trusted his defense so much and, and didn't really feel like that the Ravens could hurt him unless he, they did something stupid. I, th- I feel like, you know, I know a lot of the Ravens are like, yes, Mike McDonald, great second half adjustments and all this stuff. And that might be true, but I don't think it was completely because of that. I think Reed also stepped off the gas a little bit, knowing that he had the team, you know, that t- to hold them and to keep them out. But maybe I'm crazy for thinking that. But like I said, I- that needs to be a further review topic. Uh, Brees in the 757, lame ball for Scott giving the game ball to Kelsey. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, man. I know he is. He, like the guy hasn't had enough in his life. Now he's getting a game ball from us. I'm sure that's gonna. I'm sure that's gonna really be one of his highlights. <laughs> one of Travis Kelsey's highlights in life of getting a game ball from the show. Um, he's gotten plenty over Rich, the course of the year. Um, by the way, Chesapeake says, "I believe you talked about this earlier in the show, but." Just uh, got off of work. I believe Zay Flowers from Baltimore probably had the two biggest boneheaded plays of the weekends and deserves the lame ball. Thanks to Rich and Chesapeake. Yeah, but yet he also had their two, like most of their best plays too. Yeah. So like it's a problem. I right? know it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard because he was both. Like he was their worst guy and their best guys, right? You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Uh, Tyler says, if I was Joey Guns, Joey Sly, uh, I might have been worried. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. If Joey Sly had been the one talking trash. To the Kelseys? Right. No, no question about it. That's a good point. That's a good one. Uh, or to Travis Kelsey, not to the Kelseys. Uh, if the commanders, by the way, hire Dan Quinn over Johnson or McDonald, I'm I'm firing myself into the sun. That's from Tyler as well. At some point, we need to do a what's your rank toughest kickers in NFL history. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We, that's Write that down. Somebody write that down. This week, we can't do that because we have to get on no, the Super Bowl-related no. topics this week. Uh, from the 757 Game Ball, Dan Campbell, thanks for throwing away the game so the commanders can hurry up with all these damn interviews. Uh, <laughs> lame Ball, that's very funny. Uh, lame Ball, the Lions, whose safety thought it was good playing European football, soccer, not American football, whatever that header is, into Ayuk's hand. Yeah, oh my God. Good call. Good call. Good call. I like that. All right, thanks for that. All right, we'll get to more of these coming up on the other side. 757-687-9494. 757 94. Uh, it is the Sky Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King, Law, James Witham, Sky Your Sports Center. All right, welcome back. These lane balls, game balls continue to roll through. Lane ball, Zay Flowers, the Lions defense from the 915 didn't have to dive because he would have landed in the end zone without stretching out. Couldn't stop a nosebleed in the second half talking about the Lions. All good, no doubt. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Bruce... Uh, says this, uh, Don Staley. This two words, Don Staley. Is that a game ball, I would hope? I think that's a lame ball. Or is that a lame ball? I'm pretty sure that's a lame ball. Okay, you're saying lame ball to Don Staley. Okay. Because of the loss? I think there was more to it than that. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, effort that as trying we Trying to remember? You misremembered? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't remember it, but I, gotcha. I, I think that Don Staley, that was something about refusing to play or something. Oh, uh, like okay. Uh, okay, I got you, got you. Um... She wore a Boo sweatshirt against Vanderbilt. Okay. Uh, is that what we're talking about? I don't know. Not really sure. Are right, you gonna have to, Bruce? You're gonna have to explain that to us. Yeah, so, we're gonna. Sorry, for, so, for the un, we missed that in all the fun this weekend. Sorry. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Gary and Chess speak says hundred percent grin. The stupidity of horns down. And my GM is a former Texas man. I'll tell him horns down tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but could you check if Max Media has a spot for me? Don't know how that's going to play out. Sell to Gary. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you know, buddy. Yeah, we, we got your back, Gary. Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's silly. They're acting like it is like sacrilege to say horns. I know. It's so it's dumb. ridiculous. And the fact that these fools are placating them. Oh, oh, kids, you got you got to cover that up. I mean, there, there there might be some young kids in the audience that see the horns down sign. I mean, stop it. Yeah, come on. It's ridiculous. Uh, Eight oh four says. Let's see. What is this about? The question about merit about quarterbacks is interesting. Have you all heard Chris Canty bellowing rants comparing Allen to Lamar? I thought he might apologize this morning. Oh, I wish someone could make him recite the two quarterbacks' playoff records and stats. Yeah, I mean, listen, both of them have not won in the playoffs, but uh, obviously Allen has way better numbers to this point. And 
you know, again, I, I think the two, is it three, going on three seasons ago, had their special teams guy just said, squib the ball. There wouldn't have been enough time. Yeah. But maybe I'm crazy. Um, Tyler says, lame ball, Chase Young, piss poor effort he gave in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> what about the effort he gave yesterday? Well, I think that's what he's saying is that they're getting that in San yeah. Francisco right now. And yet yeah. the dude's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't play well. There's no question about it. All right, let's get to this quarterback, this coaching stuff, right? Um, the um, the world of uh, the coaches now, that, that it's all open. Like, you can hire people right away. So you have this from – what was this from again? This is from – This is from Pat McAfee. Pat Maffey, McAfee show today. This was Adam Schefter on whether or not the commander's just going to dive in and go ahead and hire uh, ben, ben Johnson now since, you know, there's really nothing in their way. I'm not convinced yet – that Ben Johnson's getting the commander's job. I know oh. people have said that he's the presumptive favorite, and he may get the job. Like, he he very well may. He's in contention. But that is not a slam dunk at all right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they are definitely looking at other people as well. And again, they may come back to Ben Johnson. But I think that they're pretty impressed with Mike McDonald and Aaron Glenn and Anthony Weaver as well. And I think those guys are going to have a legitimate chance to get that job. Um, and then Ben Johnson's also in play in Seattle. So you have to see, okay, well, if he doesn't get Washington, is he then in Seattle? Or does Seattle pull an upset? Again, people have people have said here that they think Ben Johnson's going to Washington and Dan Quinn is going to Seattle. Yes. And I will bet you, I will bet you that at a minimum, one of those is not right. Huh. At a minimum. But which one's he betting on? That's, That's a good right. question. That's a good question. That's what I'm confused about. He did not. He did not spe- specify. Now I have wondered, like, why the commanders would not just go ahead and lock it up, right? Like now that now that they don't have anything in their way because they've done all their required interviews, they've uh, interviewed him once via the Zoom, which they were allowed to do in that time period. The Seahawks have not. Like, if Ben Johnson's really the guy. Couldn't they speed this process up more? Or are they re- are they really not decided? Are they really like torn? Do they like certain things about what's going on with um, you know, with with McDonald? Do they like other aspects of somebody else? I mean, here's the, here's the thing about the Dan Quinn that I find hard to to get my to get my head around. So you're telling me Dan Quinn is still in play here, but you haven't even spoken to Mike Vrabel. Like, is Mike Vrabel like? Is there something about him that they don't think fits culturally? Yeah, that's weird. Like is it did is is the feeling about Mike Vrabel in the streets that he wants to have Bill Belichick kind of power? I, I don't. I mean, maybe that's the only I can figure because I mean they stayed away from Harbaugh, stayed away from Belichick. Is there a reason for that? You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. I'm just kind of confused by that whole thing. Maybe that, Vrabel's just not a nation's capital kind of guy. Maybe it could I, be. It could be from Vrabel's side as well. well right. I mean, we don't know any of it, right? I have no clue. But anyway, that, that's the only thing uh, that. Um, I couldn't figure out. That that's all. Anyway, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. And again, like what what's been the slow play by the Seahawks? Clearly to me that they're not really all in on Dan Quinn like a lot of us just kind of made the assumption, you know, connecting the dots from their past and all that stuff because they haven't done that yet because they could have clearly done that and and, and moved on Very themselves, true, yeah. but they haven't. I don't know, it'd be interesting. Maybe there is a twist at the end of this whole thing. I mean, look, Ben Johnson, like I've said before, I love what he does offensively. Can I, could I swear on my life that he's going to be able to lead the entire 53? Of course not. And the same with McDonald, same with Munkin, and name all the, all the coordinators you want because you don't know. 
but do I know if Rabel can can you know? There's a is there a baseline to what he is as a head coach? You're dang right, there is. Same goes for Quinn, even though uh, maybe it's not as exciting of an upside, if you will, uh, from that standpoint. Let's get to Bill, the Cleveland guy. What's up, Bill? Bill, what's going on? Do we have Bill? A little technical difficulties okay. here with the equipment. Let's try this. Okay, hey Bill, what's happening? Hang on a minute. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you now, man. What's going on? Okay, I just want to talk and give my my two cents worth in about the game yesterday, the you, championship yeah. game yesterday. Um, Ravens looked out just way out of sync yesterday. They played one more. I mean, Lamar admitted they played one of the worst games they had played yeah. all season, pretty much. And um, uh, uh, Spagnola did a nice job of bottling up uh, Kansas City, and then they made a couple of turnovers and. A lot of undisciplined play penalties on, on Ravens parts too. Um, the personal foul penalty number one. It was it was a uh, roughing the passer and Clowney, a couple others that kept things open. And uh, so anyway, that and so uh, you know the, the a lot of I know a lot of Ravens fans were really excited. Not, not I'm not one of them. Obviously, were excited. They thought this was the time they were going to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and, the, and, the, and on the lines. And the, the Lions just played. They let they let San Francisco back into that game. I think Dan Campbell hopefully has learned to not let his emotions get a hold of it. He should have gone for field goals. I think it was they were up twenty four to ten in the second half. Had a chance to extend it to twenty seven ten, and he opted not to. And then I had a other op- opportunity to tie it up later in the game, and he opted not to. And he's got to learn, even though it comes to the playoffs. It, points are the premium you got to take them when you can get them he almost went for it on fourth down uh at the end of the first half at the real when they were down the one or two yard line he's he's better some somebody somebody must have talked him into going for the field goal and uh those are the so, so those those are the disappointment for the lions fans they were they were anticipating uh getting getting to the super bowl for the very first time so yeah, but I, listen, they, I've said this a million times today. That's the way they played all year. That's what they did. He's a, he's a very mediocre to bad field goal kicker, a very mediocre defense. He wanted to protect them. He knew that kicking field goals wasn't going to beat the 49ers. He took some calculated risk, which he had done all year. They were the best team in the league on fourth and three and less, and you know they didn't, they didn't convert yesterday, one of which was a flat-out drop by a – by one of their wide receivers. The other one, you know, was I play really looked like it was never going anywhere quickly. But that's that's what got them there. So I'm I'm not surprised. I would have been shocked the other way, to be honest with you. You'd have been trying to kick field goals and miss them. And, you know, even with seven and a half left, say you tie the game there, if you're fortunate enough uh to tie it, then what? I mean, 49ers got seven minutes to drive the ball down the field and, and put a tooth you know, put the uh, stake in your heart, you know, without you ever getting the ball back too. So, you know, that's that's the other thing about that part of the game. That I didn't necessarily again think it was a bad move for him to to keep keep trying to score touchdowns and keep trying to stay on the field keep keep the 49ers on the sideline because clearly his defense was not was not up to up not up to the challenge especially in that second half when they were just they were just mowing over him I mean flat out mowing over him and then the chances they had to take the ball away of course you got corner you know corner hitting the ball of his face masking his some crazy circumstances too I mean for that the way the football game fell apart on them yesterday and. Uh... And then, like I said, the Ravens game, the Ravens, the Ravens really played terrible. There's a lot of stupid mistakes. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you don't expect them. To, but, again, Steve Spagnuolo has made a lot better offenses look bad in the postseason. Think back to the 
Pick back to what he did to the Giants. I mean, this is what he does this time of year. And this defense has been excellent all season long. Second best in the league, you know, just behind the Ravens in terms of points against. They don't get nearly as much publicity because everybody's been too busy bitching about the Chiefs offense and what's going on with Pat Mahomes. Why hasn't he got any receivers and all this kind of stuff? All right, thanks for the call, Bill. We got to roll. All right, 757-687-9494. A lot of these staffs are uh, still up for grabs. We'll get to that stuff coming up. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, welcome back. Uh, just a few moments ago, Ian Rappaport on NFL Network reported the charges are targeting Ravens director, player personnel, Joe Hortiz is their new general manager to be paired with uh, Jim Harbaugh. Again, we discussed this last week. Seemed to make way too much sense, right? Um, a guy who worked with a Harbaugh, known yep. a Harbaugh. I uh, think, uh, you know, he was up. He had a couple interviews. I think the Commanders, maybe the Panthers, obviously the Chargers. That's a job it looks like he's going to get. So makes makes a lot of sense. And, and again, Jim, I think, um, probably had to bless this hiring. I would like to think so. <laughs> so I think that's another reason why Jim was probably never in the uh, the Washington mix and a couple other places because they already had their, their structure in place and weren't really looking for his input on said structure. Although I guess he did, um, he did, you know, deal with, uh, deal with the, with the Falcons who, you know, had sit you know, as you made it clear to Bill Belichick that yeah. they weren't looking to change the way that things they do in terms of their structure concerns. Anyway, all right, let's give away these uh, last set of tickets we have for today, if you're ready for it. Uh, let's do caller two to Billy Currington and Kip Moore uh, with special guest Larry Fleet show coming up at Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion on May 3rd. It's a Friday, uh, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494 if you want to jump in on that. All right, here is the um, latest on the Rams who now have to replace – uh, Raheem Moore, uh, Raheem Morris, their defensive coordinator, who is now the Atlanta Falcons head coach. So Coach Ra, as his players always call him, is headed to Atlanta. So now, obviously, Sean McVay has to find a new D.C. Uh, and among the people that Sean McVay is ready to line up for an interview, reportedly, is none other than former Commanders head coach Ron Rivera. Which, yeah, again, seems shocking. Um now, is this just some thing to do in terms of the Rooney rule for the Rams? I, I'm not sure uh, if that's all it is. Or, again, if there's some real interest in Ron Rivera as a D.C., this will be his second coordinator interview, if I'm counting correctly, because it's the Eagles and then the Rams. That equals two, right? And one-on-one equals two, as far as I know. So this will be the Rams, will be his second. Again, looked at the Eagles as well. They went with Vic Fangio. Again, Rivera you know, was really a five to six game coordinator this year in Washington. That's it. His entire last year, you know, last four years as the head coach in Washington did not deal with the defense. That was Jack Del Rio's gig. That was what he did. Um, you know, Ron certainly had some input, but certainly was not part of game planning, was certainly not part of in-game uh, calling of defenses either, but now has been up for, well, at least interviewed for two of these jobs. I don't know if he's really been up for him, but he's been interviewed by two of these different franchises at this point. Again, hard to think he's a serious candidate for it, but you know, I guess hey, commend him on somebody who still wants to work because he could certainly easily just hang out this year, and make I believe he's owed seven million still on his Washington job, and uh, you know just do it that way. But it looks like he's still interested in getting back to coaching. And I also think there's probably a realization for Ron Rivera at this point that there's not going to be a opportunity to be a head coach for him 
probably ever again unless he were to come somewhere and really blow it up as a coordinator again and, and you know kind of rebuild his reputation um about you know about as a, as a dc and then somebody would be oh okay you know th- this is what we remember from way back when um but it but it's not you know it's not who he has been because again he's been as he said not even a coach he was just overseeing things uh these last several years except for the last five to six games of the season after he had fired del rio that he it was the first time he'd got the coach right <laughs> he's like really i mean you got to be serious so but now apparently these d coordinator jobs don't look too bad because they do pay an american currency all right, Stephen Williamsburg says, lame ball to the offensive coordinator of the Ravens. That'd be Todd Munkin, by the way. Uh, running backs to seven carries. Lamar had eight rushes. Most were scrambles, not design runs. What the heck? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird game. It was a weird approach. Weird approach. By the way, I've seen this. Somebody had texted me this before, and I've seen a million of these um, as well. About... Um, about Dan Quinn, these Dan Quinn jokes. He's the guy that at the casino would hit on, on the blackjack table, rather, where they would hit on 20. Yeah, it's been going around the interwebs today. Yeah. He's the guy at blackjack that hit on 20. I, again, I'm, I'm blown away at how many people are just so – we're so excited to see the place kicker come out and throw up on himself yesterday for the Lions. But, hey, I mean, here we are. I, for, for years, I thought we all were in the same fraternity, which was please eliminate kickers as much as possible from impacting – football games and here's a guy who had one of the has got one of the weakest decided to eliminate that part of his game because that's really how they've been playing you know the entire season and people are like just up in arms that he in fact did that or maybe again it was a lot of people's first real look at the lions yesterday and this is why we're, we're getting so many of these reactions but anyway th- that's where that's the way they roll man that's the way that's the way Coach Gamble rolls. And it's not analytics, it's Danalytics. All right? Just keep that in mind. Because Dan doesn't care what the math guy says. Dan just cares about scoring points and keeping the pressure on the other team. And, no it, and, it, and it, look, it went the other way on him yesterday. His, his players didn't have his back on all these plays. And they've had it most of the season. Most of the season they've had it for him. Do we have a winner, James? Yes, Raymond in Virginia Beach. Something about Raymond in Virginia Beach. That's right. I went there. Um... Able to get the W here. All right, congrats, Raymond and Va Beach. All right, so we've given away all we can give away today. I've got nothing left. Come back tomorrow, you freeloaders. All right, <laughs> uh, we'll get an early look at the Super Bowl match. We've talked so much about the games from yesterday. We've really not talked about what is what is truly potent, has the potential to be a very good Super Bowl, uh, much like the last time these two teams played, um, but this time without Jimmy Garoppolo, which I know makes Niner fans a lot happier. All right, 757-687-9494. That is the Ballyhoo's uh, phone line. Uh, the text line as well, you can hit us there um, at uh, 757-687-9494 to hit us up via the uh, text line uh, as well if you want to get your stuff in, whatever that may be. Uh, from yesterday, from today, moving forward, you get some early hot takes in the Super Bowl. Feel free to do so. Of course, save your best hot takes for tomorrow when we do hot take hot take Tuesday. Of course, as well, because that's what we're really we're really focusing on for tomorrow. We're those kind of crazy bold predictions and thoughts sometimes come true. As James, yours came true. You you wish Kellen Moore into the atmosphere with the Eagles, and boom, here we got it. Yeah, I was actually happy that that one landed because now that benefits uh, you and I greatly. So I'll take it. We're happy. Uh, we think. Hey, by the way. Um, one of the one of the funny things from not, not funny haha but made funny is weird like a weird funny 
and from the uh, Super from the uh, championship game, AFC championship game, you know, once again, Kadarius Tony was a scratch, oh, yeah. right, for the Eagles. But then uh, apparently he was on um, the Instagram live yesterday, and um, was, there was some type of uh, rant by him. Said that he doesn't uh, on the post. He said that he doesn't have a hip injury or an ankle injuries. The Chiefs have recently listed him on the last couple of weeks. He says I'm not hurt. None of that. I mean, would anybody be surprised if they just put him on ice because his play is hurt? I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, he's bad, right? He's been. <laughs> yes. te- I mean, he was a. He just got off to. A, and again, he was important at the end of last season. Had some plays in the Super Bowl, but this year has been a mess. And I don't think it's a coincidence they've removed him from the situation and they've had better results. I don't feel like that's a coincidence. And Rice is like the kid's grown up a lot. And again, they got a big play yesterday from Valdez Scantling. It was huge, gutsy call by Reed there in a, in a second half where they didn't take a lot of chances. And right, we'll get to the early look of the Super Bowl. Coming up next, Kieran Donahue, Old Dominion interim basketball coach, joins us. Obviously, breaking news yesterday, if you missed it, Vashawn Alette no longer on the team as he has been dismissed. We'll get to that. And a lot of other things next with uh, the Old Dominion interim coach here. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. James Witham's got your sports center.